Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from Studio B in Metairie, Louisiana today. I'm Sean Kelly. I'm glad you're with us. And here's we celebrate a Pelicans win from last night and continue to look forward to the football weekend here on our show today of course our show is always available on itunes if you uh, subscribe to it it'll download to your mobile device each and every day otherwise black and blue report is yours and free on your pelicans or saints mobile apps and on the two team websites pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com football wise today we get you ready for your fantasy football weekend as we do each and every wednesday jake seeley stops by from rotoexperts.com and he has his weekly chat with our own Daniel Salerson. And as we always do on a Wednesday, David Wesley stops by for a Wesley Wednesday. David will help us break down last night's Pelicans win over the Thunder and look forward to the road trip this weekend. We'll also uh, take you inside the Pelicans locker room from last night and hear from head coach Monty Williams and Anthony Davis too. Boy, Davis was unbelievable last night. Here coming up in our next segment, I'll talk about his line a little bit more, but he really helped fuel the fire for a team that had struggled out of the gate over the last three to five games, especially in the first quarter. And despite a somewhat slow start last night, the Pelicans ended up uh, dumping 29 on Oklahoma City and then 40 in the second quarter. And a lot of that had to do with Davis, who had 21 points all by himself in the first half. Then in the second half, it was all Tyreek Evans. He finished with a season-high 30 points and at one point scored 15 straight in in a second half. That saw the Pelicans overcome a little bit of a sluggish third to go on and win by the score again of 112-104. So it spoils Oklahoma City's uh, night last night because they got Kevin Durant back, um, and now they have at least just one, or they have now one game only with both Westbrook and Durant playing together. I'm sure that team's going to take off here fairly soon, but it'll be interesting to see now with the Thunder at 5-13, and 13, with the way the West is starting to stack up, um, what kind of basketball they can play and how healthy they can stay to be in a playoff hunt. I mean, they've, they've been in the playoffs now six straight seasons. I want to say the finals in three of the last four. So 
you know, we're talking about a team that probably isn't quite used to doing this, but when you have the firepower that they do, I don't know if I want to bet against them at this moment. I will say this. It's a quality win for the Pelicans last night, who now stand at 8-8 eight and eight and have three difficult games this weekend, Golden State, Clippers, and then Lakers before finally coming home next Tuesday. By the way, that game is on Tuesday at home. Is you know That's our next home action. There are several different ticket packages and specials working toward that game. I want to say it's Drew Holiday poster night next Tuesday as well. So that might be a good one to pick if you're looking for a couple of December dates to come check out Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans. So we've got a show for you all set and ready to go on this Wednesday with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, David Wesley, Monty Williams, and Anthony Davis. We'll take a quick break, and we'll get started with those in just a moment. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Tuesday, December 9th at 7 p.m. where the New York Knicks come to town. Plus, the first 5,000 fans receive a free Drew Holiday poster. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, appearances by Pierre the Pelican, and a whole lot more. Tickets start as low as $18. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back in. Conversation continues now about Pelicans basketball and what happened last night at the Smoothie King Center. A nice 112-104 win over the Thunder, as we mentioned. That has the Pels now at 8-8. Eight and eight. After the ball game, we got a chance to visit with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. I wanted to share his thoughts with you here on today's Black and Blue Report. That's a nice way to snap that losing streak. Yeah, good win. Um, we played extremely hard tonight. I thought that was going to be the key for us to... Uh, do something that's ordinary for us, but um, something we haven't seen consistently is just playing hard for 48 minutes. Um, you can look at the stat sheet, and, and that tells a story, but it doesn't talk about the defense that um, our guys play. I thought O'Meara was great in the paint tonight. AD was great having to guard Durant out of position and playing like a wing more so than a big. And, and Drew's defense uh, against Russell was pretty solid tonight, and I thought that kind of set the tone for us, but we, we just played extremely hard tonight, and that, that's the kind of stuff that gets the bench and the crowd excited uh, when guys are flying around and we're playing in transition. And so it was a good game for us from that standpoint. Speaking of setting the tone, we had talked pregame about your first quarters here of late. How nice was it to be able to finally get that, that rhythm going earlier than normal? Yeah, I think there was um, a number of things that happened. Uh, we had space out there. Uh, Luke was solid, even though he got some some fouls tonight. He picked up that fourth one before I could get him out of the game. But I thought in the first quarter we had a lot of spacing. Um, we were executing offense. Uh, we ran it the same way we ran it in practice. And that's been a big deal for us to run our offense with a practice pace. And, um, you know, they, they missed some shots, obviously, but our defense was at a high level. And then the second quarter, um, offensively, to score 40 points, 
uh, that kind of set the tone for us for the rest of the night. You had a star in each half. Notably in the first half, it's Anthony Davis who ended up having just a, a line of crooked numbers in that box score. But, you know, to give you that lift in the first half with 21 before halftime, first, I guess, a comment about him. You know, he's, he's uh, as I say all the time, he's just scratching the surface. You know, for him to uh, play the four on offense and the three on defense, says a lot about his IQ and how he's growing and uh, he wanted that matchup. Um, he, he knows he can't stop Durant but he makes it tough on Kevin to get a shot off and um, offensively you know when we're, when we're running at a practice pace that that suits AD because he plays hard all the time so even if he doesn't get the shot you know he's usually around the ball for an offensive rebound and his pressure on the rim is like nobody else in the NBA. And then in the second half, it's Tyreek Evans. And while probably some would say, get Anthony the ball, Tyreek gives you, I think, 15 straight at one point ends yeah. up with that season-high 30. Yeah, we play team basketball. Yeah. You know, as much as we try to get Anthony the ball, you got to have great balance. And I thought he and Tyreek had some synergy tonight in pick and roll. Uh, Tyreek was getting to the basket, uh, getting to the free throw line. Helps us set our defense, but he's so big and strong. A lot of times he, he goes by a guy and they try to recover. It's so hard to get back around him. Um, <clears throat> but that doesn't happen if we don't have the spacing. I thought Luke and Ryan allowed him alleys to get to the basket, and that's where he's at his best. Once again, head coach Monty Williams, and during that visit, we did touch upon Anthony Davis a little bit. Let me go back and read the line for you um, because this is something that just it just doesn't happen. And uh, Daniel Salerson last night made some notes about this. During his time in the studio on the Pelicans radio network, you know, Davis finished with 25 points, uh, 10 rebounds, four assists, six steals, and four block shots. We're talking about things that haven't been done since back in the 80s. And notable names involved there like Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan as like the only others that have put together a line quite like that in a game. So he shines last night against Kevin Durant and the Thunder. And we got up, uh, we got with him in the locker room after the win. You know, Coach showed us a tape before the game, told us to get back how we was playing, you know, before that three-game loss. And um, at the end, it said, be great, you know, move the ball, um, you know, play for each other, make hard cuts, want to each other hard, rebound, and run. And that's what we try to do. And I think we did a good job the whole 48 minutes of it. How did Kevin Durant look to you, and what was the key to containing him besides him only playing two minutes, I guess? Um, no, he looked, he looked good. He still looked a little timid, like he didn't want to, you know, um, Hurt the foot again, you know, but um, he still, you know, you still seen signs of what you know he did before he was hurt. So um, we knew that he was going to try to come out aggressive this first game. He's going to get the ball out of hand, but you know, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, reigning MVP. You know, um, he's he's going to you know, score the ball regardless. With Oklahoma City back at full strength, how much did y'all feel this tonight was a particular challenge to, to, to show what this team is about? Uh, they had that team back. You know, uh, you know, KG came back, Russ, second game back. So, um, you know, we just wanted to defend. You know, make sure that we try to outrun them. You know, we know they're going to try to get the ball to KD and Russ. You know, and, um, we bop him, just, you know, and they look for their shooters. You know, we're just trying to load up against some guys, make sure we see, they see our jerseys when they drive in and we're down the ball. But winning the night, how important was that to this team? That was good for us, you know, uh, to get a big win like that, you know, um, you know especially after coming off three losses. Um, you know, we just got to remind ourselves, like, how it feels to win. 
you know, and take that into the future. Two things. The big thing is to, to, to continue to be consistent. You know, you guys have to be in San Antonio and some other teams. That just, is, is it a big thing for you guys right now? Yeah, we just got to be consistent and realize what we do best. You know, we're not going to, um, we can't allow ourselves to try to outscore teams. You know, we got to defend, rebound, and run. I mean, that's what we do. You know, they're going to get off and going, but we try to go one-on-one and all that. You know, um, it's, it's tough to score. We get, you know, even though we make shots, it's tough shots, you know, and um, we move the ball, sharing the ball, you know, cutting hard, playing for each other, making it a lot easier. All right, so let's hope that the uh, Pelicans and Anthony Davis can carry over some of that offense we saw last night into the road trip. That starts on Thursday night in uh, Oakland against Golden State. We'll talk more about that road trip, more about last night's game, as we bring in David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday here in just a moment. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Guess what day it is. Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to our show today on this Wednesday as the Pelicans get ready to take flight literally out to the West Coast for a three-game trip. We're still talking about last night's big win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. And as promised here on a Wesley Wednesday, it is David Wesley, analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, former NBA star. Good morning, David. I hope that your packing is going well. The packing is going like it always goes. I never know what to bring. And we're, we're, we're making some odd trips this time, so... Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure it all out. So what is your method? Do you start with, here's my game day attire first and then work your way backwards? How do you go about it? Um, it depends on what I pass. So if I pass the socks, you know, I'll throw some socks in. You know, and it, it, there's really no method, but my main concern is game day stuff. So suits, ties, make sure I have all that stuff and if I happen to pass, you know, from you know, buy the T-shirts, I may grab one or some shorts or something, and make sure I got my walking gear for the walking club, and uh, yeah, then I make sure I got the toiletries and I'm ready to rock and roll. I guess we should let folks know what the walking club is all about. I know the first rule of walking club is, you know, mm-hmm. that there is no walking club, but there is no walking. You club. know, I guess we could share with them what we do on the road. Yeah, you know, we get out and walk them uh, an hour. Uh, if possible. Uh, you know, uh, last year we got a little heavy. And we said, you know, this year we're going to stay on top of it. So last year we started walking just to, uh, you know, burn some calories. We have a lot of late night, uh, late nights. We eat late at night on the airplane, and that starts building up over a course of the season. So trying to walk it off. 
Well, you are the captain. I appreciate you keeping me on task here when we're on the road. It's helping, I promise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing. I'm glad we started. Yes. Uh, and glad we're going off on a good note here with the win last night. 112-104 was the final. What did you take away from last night's game against the Thunder? Well, I, I thought it was, you know, one, you know, you may look at the Thunder's record and think, oh, this is, you know, not a good team. This is not a good win, but it is. Uh, they have held teams to, to 93 points a game and a uh, very good defensive team. That, and, and as the Pelicans have struggled over the last three games, even scoring 100, even scoring 90, should I say, um, they scored 112, which is really good because they got back to the style of basketball that, that, that they were the first 12 games. They got out and ran. They got some transition baskets. They, they, they shared the basketball. Guys stepped up. They made layups, which they have struggled over the last three games, just making layups, especially in the Washington game. So um, it, it was just a good feel. I, you know, and I kept saying, even in the first quarter when it was only about four minutes into the game, I said, I like the way this game feels. I like the way the offense, they're getting, they're tipping balls, they're getting steals. Uh, you know, I think they had 13 steals last night or yeah, something like that. So, I mean, it was it was a good game for the Pelicans, a good win, uh, going on to going on to a tough road trip. You know, I asked uh, I asked Tyreek Evans last night in the uh, kind of the star of the game interview on Pelicans Radio that I'm sure there are fans, you know, whether they be in the Smoothie King Center or watching you guys on TV that see a game like last night and say, "Well, why can't this be every night?" <laughs> and and he kind of chuckled and he said, "Well, we kind of feel the same way, and you know, but that's not so easily done." It's not, and and you know you think about you know a team like this, it takes all these guys to be playing well. Uh, you can't you can't have three guys not producing or guys coming off the bench not taking care of the ball. You need guys to play well, and you need to understand why you play well, and guys have to bring the energy to do that. It takes energy to run, and there was that three game stretch where. It seemed like every single time they were walking the ball up the court. They weren't even, you know, having maybe a secondary break where they push it up, check and see what's there. If it's not, then set up an offense. Push it up, then you have angles. Defense is not set. When you're going against a set defense, it's hard. That's a grind every single night. And when you're not finishing, if you're not making the baskets, then it takes some of your – your, your excitement and, and, and things about the offense. And, you know, everybody starts looking at, well, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? Well, last night they just played. They got out. They, they checked defense. When they had the angles, they took them. Uh, it was just it was a fun game to watch. We saw yet another different starting lineup last night. You know, all these uh, combinations here coming since the Eric Gordon injury. Luke Babbitt inserted last night. Um, did you notice a difference? Well, I – in order for Luke Babbitt to, to be in the starting lineup, the way they play last night is important. If they don't play that way, it's not going to make a difference. I, I think uh, the, the, the thing that Eric Gordon brings is the respect factor. So even though he was struggling, people knew they had to account for him. So it opened up lanes because they had to stay just a little bit closer. When he got the ball, they had to respect that he could drive the basketball, things like that. Uh, and, and that's been sort of the difference. He had... Um, you know, somebody who hasn't played a whole lot in uh, Darius Miller, well, he doesn't have that respect factor. 
You put in um, Austin Rivers. He hasn't demanded that respect factor. So the lane's closed. The, the, the offense is different. Austin's more of a dribbler. Then you, then you put Luke Babbitt in. He's not a dribbler. He doesn't need the basketball. He's going to stand, spread the floor. You know he can shoot. You know that's what he wants to do, so you're gonna, that's going to open up the lanes just a little bit for Tyreek and, and Drew to drive the basketball. And then he spots up and shoots, and shoots it. So, uh, you know, I think it, it helps because it puts another shooter on the floor with, with penetrators. And I think it helped because of their style. Their defense was better. It was more active, and it allowed them to get out and run. Do you get bent out of shape when teams miss free throws like last night? Oh, we were we were killing them last night. I mean, it was bad. And, you know, even, uh, you know, like you interviewed uh, Tyreek after the game, we interviewed Anthony, and same thing. You know, we were uh, – Jen Hale asked him, you know, what's going on with these free throws? And he said it's just unacceptable, and it's hard to watch, but it's contagious. How are free throws contagious? You go up there, individuals, and you just shoot them, but they are. I've seen so many nights where some really good free throw shooters go up to the free throw line, and the miss starts. And then the next guy get up there, and he misses. And then the next guy get up there, and he misses. And before you know it, you're shooting about 50% from the free throw line, and you don't know why. But, you know, this is a better free throw shooting team than they've really shot all year. And they really need to, to start bearing down on because that, in a close game, is going to kill them. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and it, unfortunately, this is not just the first time we've seen this team do this either, is it? No, not this season. I mean, this season, it's, it's happening more than not. And, uh, even with the really good free throw shooters, Anthony Davis is much better than what he's shooting, and he was six for eleven last night, and that's just not like him. Let's talk about this weekend. You've got Golden State on Thursday night, David, and then the two Los Angeles teams Saturday and on Sunday. This is the end of this this stretch that we kind of kind of cringed about that nine of eleven on the road, um, and it didn't look good going into last night. But with the win last night, eight does that set the, a different tone for this road trip? And then, B, what are your thoughts about these next three? Well, I think I, I think it, it gives them a little pep in their step. You know, if they lose last night, you know, now it's, you know, a tough Golden State team that, especially on their home floor, is, is kicking everybody. So, um, you know, now they can go in there with a little bit of confidence that, you know, if we play our style of basketball, then that's going to give us a chance to win. Uh, that one's going to be really tough. The Clippers is going to be tough, and, and the Lakers is, is one that, you probably should win. Um, but if they play the way they played last night, then, you know, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with 2-1. and one. There's nothing wrong with going in and getting them all. You know, that, that style of basketball is a winning style. And if they continue to share, continue to get Anthony Davis more and more involved, uh, I didn't like last night, to throw a negative in here, I didn't like last night that Anthony Davis basically did nothing in the second half. He, he barely got touches. He, he uh, you know, I don't think he scored in the third, or he might have had two points in the third. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, if, if they want to continue some success and have an identity, they have to give the ball to Anthony Davis and let him dictate what happens. And you know, that's, that's the way that's that's the way the league is played. And uh, when they figure that out and. Uh, they'll be, I think, more successful. No doubt. No doubt about it.
Good stuff. And maybe we'll see a new player. You want to hazard a guess on that or you want to leave it alone? I'm going to leave it alone. I don't know, um, you know, what the uh, the guys upstairs are thinking, and I, and I don't know what they're possibly going to bring in. But, uh, you know, obviously they need somebody, um, hopefully uh, somebody who's played this game a little bit, kind of knows what he's doing, can come in and help right away, not somebody that, that's young and, and inexperienced and while, while maybe talented, just not ready to come in and help right away. Yeah, that's fair. I'm with you on that front. Hey, pack, uh, pack safely, as they say, and I'll see you at the plane. All right, see you in a couple hours. Yep, David Wesley here with us on a Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. More to come here from Studio B in just a moment. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, it's Wednesday, so it's time to talk fantasy football here on the Black and Blue Report. And joining me, as always, is Jake Seely from RotoExperts.com. It is our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, it is playoff time. I'm glad you can join us to kind of help with me and my fantasy team during the playoffs and everyone else that's in the playoffs right now. Yeah, hopefully you can just carry everybody all the way through. And if not, you can always go play the daily games. It's still fun to be had for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, plenty of stuff to do here in the last couple of weeks of the NFL, like you said. Let's start with the Saints and the Panthers. Kenny Stills had a breakout game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Five receptions, over 160 yards, and a touchdown. Is he a must-play this week against the Panthers at home? Yeah, he's a must-play this week and a must-play the rest of the season at this point. There's no question he's locked in as a wide receiver, too. You look at the targets, the receptions, the yards. He scored a touchdown over the past two weeks. It's He's pretty much, I'd say, their number one option, probably ahead of even Jimmy Graham because, as we saw last week, when teams focus on Jimmy Graham, that's good for the Saints because you can exploit him so many other ways, as Drew Brees wonderfully did with those five touchdowns. But it doesn't help fantasy owners. But the good thing is that Stills is always going to be in the mix. That It's very hard to take out a wide receiver when you focus everything that you can have on Jimmy Graham. So Kenny Stills is going to have plenty of opportunities to still get open downfield. He's got some good routes over the middle. He's just been showing a real nice rapport over the past two weeks since he's been given the opportunity. And I, like I said, I would say he's their number one option right now in the passing game. And that being said, when you have Drew Brees and that passing offense behind you, you're a must-start. I don't care what kind of league you're in, even just eight-team league, uh, you got to have him in your lineup from here on out. Well, then let's go to Jimmy Graham real quick. For owners like myself who have Jimmy, is he a concern right now? I mean, no receptions, no yards last week. Or is he still, you know, someone you have to start at the tight end position? You have to. And I think that if 
things had happened differently if Drew Brees didn't have the success he did going for five touchdowns or the Saints' struggle elsewhere with the game plan that the Steelers rolled out, you might have some concerns, but I have none whatsoever. Jimmy Graham is still one of the elite options in the league along with Gronkowski. It's them two and everybody else. And I think that if anything they've proved last week is if you're going to take two guys to take Jimmy Graham out of the play every single time, you're just going to get torched by Drew Brees everywhere else. So it's not a formula for success. And I think that this isn't going to be something another defense is going to try and replicate. The Steelers proved that it's not the best way to attack them. So I actually like Jimmy Graham a lot this week for a bounce back game. I think we could easily see him get right back into the top five for tight end scoring. Probably I'd say I I would be surprised if he doesn't get like 70 plus yards and a touchdown, because I think Drew Brees also knows in the back of his mind that last week, Jimmy Graham was left out of the picture. He's going to make sure that he gets involved again this week, especially in a home game. Now, of course, everyone is talking about Johnny Menzel coming into the game against Buffalo after Brian Hoyer was benched. His, uh, we don't know if Johnny's going to start this week. My, uh, Browns head coach Mike Pettin has not announced that yet. But is Johnny Menzel worth picking up or owning as of this point? He absolutely is. And as long as you're not sacrificing an important handcuff, like if you own Eddie Lacy and you have James Starks, I wouldn't drop James Starks for him just because if you lose Eddie Lacy in the playoffs, you need to make sure you have his backup. That's very important right now. But if you have the room on your bench, I would absolutely be picking him up, especially if you have a second quarterback that you probably weren't planning on using anyway for the playoff run. Because the thing with Johnny Manziel, we talked about it in the preseason, and I said it on a lot of shows, and it goes way back to when he was brought to this team. Robert Griffin, when he was drafted as a rookie, had Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator who let him run around and do a ton of that offense. And that's where his fantasy value came from, Griffin's, is from his rushing ability. As a rookie quarterback, that's what, that's what it brings. And Cam Newton was very similar when he came out. Not quite as good as Griffin, but Johnny Manziel has Kyle Shanahan in there. Now, we, like you said, we don't know if he's starting, but if he does, or even if he gets 75% of the snaps in the game and, you know, higher quarter gets the start and then Manziel comes in for three quarters, there's still so much upside there that you could have a QB one on your hands for this playoff run. If you ever lost your quarterback, or if you wanted to play a matchup. Very good. Very good. Uh, let's talk about Andre Ellington a little bit. He got hurt in the game against the Atlanta Falcons. If he is out, who should you pick up? If you have Andre Ellington on your team. Marion Grice is the one that you need to own. He's actually similar to Ellington, just bigger, maybe not as quick, which would go with hand-in-hand and being a little bit bigger than him. But he's a very similar skill set to Ellington, and I think that he fits that offense very well. As Stephon Taylor is more of that goal line, short yardage running back, and I don't think his role is going to change if Ellington missed time. I think Grice steps in. I think Grice has some upside, not just for this year, but if you're playing in a keeper league and – whether or not you own Ellington, if you want a running back that you can stash on that team, maybe for next year, maybe he takes over and Ellington becomes a change of pace back next season because he's better suited for that role. You could have a nice keeper running back on your hands. So I think Grice is absolutely needs to be on everybody's radar. And if you were the Ellington owner, you this is why, this is similar to what I said about Lacey and Starks, this is why if you're the Ellington owner, you need to make sure you have the guy behind him just in case this happens to you. We're talking with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. And, Jake, I think the trend this year is everyone, every quarterback gets to throw six touchdowns in a game. Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> joined the party last week against the Titans. Is he now against a formidable matchup with Jacksonville? Is he a must-start, especially if you're a team in the playoffs? 
He, I can guarantee he's not going to throw six touchdowns right. again this week. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger for the first time ever, and I don't think we're going to see it twice in one season. So, yeah, it's just funny. There's a lot of it this year, but that's what Fitzpatrick kind of does every single year. He has about three or four games where he hits 300-plus yards or three to four touchdowns, and that's why he's great in best ball formats or trying to play the matchups. This week is a decent. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense has actually been playing much better of late, but the way to beat them is actually better passing than it is running so if you're in a deeper league or 14 16 team league i could see getting them out there for a start two quarterback leagues obviously it needs to be in your lineup but outside of that your typical 10 to 12 team league i'm not starting there's too many quality options at this point of the season where you've been running with the same guy or there's guys with good matchups just like him who have played better for the entire course of the season on a week-to-week basis so he still has some upside given the matchup not as much as people might think but he's a decent play just not terrific like i said he's not throwing six again Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, two or three waiver pickups for uh, anyone that's still in the playoffs. Uh, if I didn't hammer the point home, go grab your handcuffs. That's yep. just a blanket statement out there. But uh, at running back, and the reason I say that is because with the Giants, another one similar to Ellington is a question mark with Rashad Jennings. They said he's day-to-day. He sounds fine. But they just did sign Ogbanaya, so we don't know if that means they were just looking for depth or they have questions about Jennings. But either way, you need to make sure Andre Williams is either on your roster if you're Jennings owner or try to block the Jennings owner. Maybe you get yourself an RB2 if Jennings is out. So Andre Williams has been dropped in a lot of leagues over the past couple weeks. Make sure you go out and grab him. And then looking at running back still, if D'Angelo Williams is out, and this is only if he's out because that's always a frustrating backfield to deal with, if he's out because of the finger, Jonathan Stewart, I think, becomes an RB2, given the matchup and given the fact that we saw him run, actually run and receive over 100 yards last week for the first time this season. He's looking good at the end of the year, and it's a really nice matchup for him. All right, that's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. Jake, always a pleasure, and good luck to your fantasy teams this weekend. Thanks, you too. All right, Sean, we'll be back. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Linda, mother of two beautiful 13-year-old twins. While my son has brown hair and blue eyes and my daughter has blonde with green eyes, they both share one identical DNA trait. I hate spinach. No one leaves the table until you finish your vegetables. Getting my kids to want to eat vegetables, that's my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new veggie blends at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get your kids to love vegetables. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. All right, a couple things we've got to cover real quick before we wrap up this edition of the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Number one, there's a programming change for tomorrow night. Normally you get the Monty Williams radio show at 8 o'clock central on 105.3 WWL-FM. With the team playing out west tomorrow night, we're moving that show 
from 8 Central to 9 Central. So from 9 to 9.30, the Monty Williams Show. And then at 9.30, uh, we'll begin our coverage of the Pelicans at the Warriors from Oracle Arena in Oakland. So starting at 9 o'clock tomorrow night, heavy Pelicans basketball on the flagship of the Pelicans Radio Network. That's 105.3 WWL-FM. With regard to the Black and Blue Report tomorrow, it should be a dandy. It's our usual visit with the voices on Thursday. That's headlined, of course, by the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson. And from the NFL on Fox, Kenny Albert joins us tomorrow to discuss uh, his call of the Saints and Panthers coming up this weekend. And, of course, we'll have a whole lot more for you with regards to the Pelicans game tomorrow night and uh, other news regarding the Saints as they go back to work full go today here um, on the campus in Metairie. As a matter of fact, today not only will head coach Sean Payton speak to the media, but so will quarterback Drew Brees and John DeShazer and his crew will be inside the Saints locker room after practice on this Wednesday. Full coverage at NewOrleansaints.com or on your Saints mobile app, and we'll follow up with that tomorrow on Blue Report. So a lot will be happening for us tomorrow. We hope that you'll join us. Thanks again to our guests today, Jake Seeley, David Wesley, Monty Williams, and Anthony Davis. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We're off to Oakland, California to get ready for the Warriors, and we'll speak to you on the Black and Blue Report tomorrow from the West Coast. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.